on today's episode, there's no way to address this past week without talking about the cancel culture storm that swept through our country's discourse. Amazon boxes have Hitler mustaches on them. The CPAC stage was Nazi propaganda. Dr. Seuss has got to go and Mr. Potato Head is now trans. Oh, and Oreo fucking loves it. We sat down to ask ourselves, does any of this actually matter? And if it does, how can we distinguish between real censorship and writing past wrongs? We get into a great conversation surrounding the idea of unpaid internships. Should they still exist? Are they worth it? And what should big companies be doing now? Lastly, we didn't watch any of Trump's speech at CPAC, but we'll be sure to break down all the things he said during it in our latest game. This is Two Tangents. What up, bootleggers? Welcome to Two Tangents. It's March 4th. Danny, how you doing? March 4th. March the 4th be with you. It's the only day that's a full sentence. I said this last year and then someone said, what about March 2nd? And I said, oh, I guess that makes sense as well. Wait, It meant like March 4th, like March forward, March 4th. It's the only it's the only date that's a, that's a, a sentence. We weren't recording until April last year. Uh, I've, I've said this in my Did own you have a different podcast? <laughs> So stupid, but uh, yeah, so uh, great, great docket today. I'm feeling good. Can't do Trump impressions. That'll come up later, but uh, it's going to be a good show, eh? There's uh, there's a lot going on, and I think what the world's doing right now is it's it's bucketing every single topic into very tight boxes, and I think today we're going to blow those boxes open, or at least I'm going to try to, because I think there's a lot of nuance between these conversations and i think <laughs> what, 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 what yeah we're gonna blow those amazon boxes open i thought you said boxes i thought amazon boxes and i just laughed that there was already a tie-in in my mind about like racist x and cancel culture and you're just set up that you were getting but anyway go go on i w- listen you know my rule i don't do puns at the top of the show do- <laughs> <laughs> we so- save it till at least 30 minutes in before we start breaking down some awful puns <laughs> what do you what what it piques your interest. What do you want to start with? Because there's there's a, there's a whole list of things we can start with. Uh, so uh, the the topic of the day is cancel culture, and because so many <laughs> things fit, well, is it not? No, it's funny to say it's the topic of the day. It's the topic of the year. It's almost like we should rename the podcast. Right. It it really is just one big attack on cancel culture. And I think that maybe setting a couple key questions about this segment might be nice, and that's how we could start off. I want to ask the question of more or less what lens should we be looking at these topics through? And so I wrote down a couple of them in my mind that I think we'll come back to and that stick out when dealing with cancel culture in general. Uh, The first is, does any of this matter? Because so so often uh, you'll hear the, the opposing takes, which are who cares, bro? Why does any of this matter? So I, I want to actually ask the question, why is cancel culture important? Because there's a reason why I think we talk about it time and time after again. And I I think that we'll figure out a way and a reason why we, we continue to address it on the show. Yeah. Uh, a couple more that I was thinking is a lot of this has to do with brands. And I want to think about, well, how can a brand participate in a social cause or a, a, a social justice topic with integrity? Because I think our frustration comes with the lack of integrity. So let's address that at some point. And then the last question that I really have is, what is the difference between censorship, book banning, cancel culture, and things of that nature versus mm-hmm. righting wrongs and correcting mm-hmm. past mistakes? Okay, so we're going to be more on the same page today than I thought. I actually thought we were going to be at odds, but yes. I'm, I'm just going to just deliver some brutal right-wing takes. Uh, not and, brutal right-wing. Just I just thought you were going to be, this is fascism. And I think there's nuance. <laughs> like, no, no, Glenn Beck. I, I think, there's, I think there's, uh, there's nuances here. And I'm glad that we're going to be able to go through three different cancels behind cancel door number one and say, is this one is this one real is this one fake you know like right that. right and examine it a little bit so you want to kick it off mr potato head baby let's see mr potato head first because that's that's the oldest story so basically hasbro real quick mr potato a classic character it was whoa. Whoa. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. the company's name is hasbro that's already problematic <laughs> did you did you, did you just realize that right now? Yeah. I, 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 so when I, when I was reading up on it, somebody tweeted like, you better drop the bro. 
like time time to drop the bro from your name um <laughs> also ha- ha- has whole, like has, has been or, has, or yeah <laughs> it's problematic so uh freaking uh, the potato head ca- company they were uh, a, uh you know they've been around for a while and they've recently just decided hey mr and mr potato head will no longer have genders they're gender fluid uh enjoy kids and <laughs> we heard what we we heard your letters. We've taken the genders out of the potatoes, and this obviously stirred up the whole "what are we doing here" conversation. So I, I'm going to kick it to you. Initial gut reaction on degenderizing potatoes. One, who's it for? Who who's is it for? It for? <laughs> That's obviously the first question that comes to mind because. I think it's for them, which is goes back to one of the questions that I asked about integrity and how can brands yep. actually participate in a cause that they care about with some level of integrity. And the reason why I find talking about Mr. Potato Head an important thing because I want people to be able to distinguish Mr. Potato Head didn't degender the names of their products because they wanted to or that they care about any trans rights, trans issues and all this. It's because they thought that this was going to make them relevant again and get Mr. Dude. Potato Head back into the conversation. That was the whole crux of what I wanted to, I mean, I have more, but the, the main point I wanted to make about Mr. Potato Head is this is a toy that hasn't been relevant with anybody since the first Toy Story movie came out. And a boardroom of people legitimately said, uh, apologies, I just have to, I have to be a little quieter. Uh, so this is a company that makes the potato toy and that hasn't been relevant since the first Toy Story movie. So they got in a room and they said, well, what's popular right now? How can we be relevant again? And now we think they can be relevant on two different sources. They can be relevant because they've done something progressive, and they can also be relevant with the crowd that hates or reacts to these things. That's the double whammy. Now we're talking about potato heads again. It's all right. for profits. It's it's all for profits. There's no way that uh, they actually thought on them, themselves. <laughs> you know, we degendered. De- I like degenderize when you say that. We degendered our products because now little trans boys and little trans girls and non-binary folks will be able to see themselves in the potatoes. <laughs> it's like the representation argument just goes out the door when we're dealing with potato characters because, I- like, that's that's the common argument, right? When we're dealing with uh, our movies and our culture. Yes. Well, they need representation. That's why it's important. We do. Well, what about in our potatoes? <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't agree more. Like, you know, let me just take a guess here. And I don't want to be insensitive because I haven't looked at the data. But I'm going to say that the potato character is l- the least fun character for trans kids. I don't think that the trans community has been like, like, this is this is the toy that we need. There's other toys <laughs> and uh, stuff. And also toys aren't specific to fucking well, I guess they used to be to gender, but whatever. The funny other funny part about this for me is this wasn't G.I. Joe where we needed a G.I. Jane because we didn't have, like you said, representation, right? Like this wasn't um, firefighters and policemen for boys. There was a Mr. and a Mrs. basically for, for as long as I know. Maybe the Mrs. came after, but there's been a Mr. and Mrs. for a while, right? So this isn't a representation thing either. This was just like the nuclear family is problematic now right right i mean it it, it, it there's no there's no <laughs> true thought or rationale behind it you know what the, the truth actually is though is that they they actually went the wrong direction i heard this take from akash on flagrant too and i said oh bro absolutely he mentioned that they should have gone in the exact opposite direction because the truth is is that they didn't go far enough for the woke community. Like the woke community didn't respond well to this as they normally don't. It's never good enough for the left. But the tr- and then obviously they did. This wasn't great for the right because the right <laughs> thinks that anybody who's enabling wokeism is problematic. So what they should have done is they should have said, "We as uh, over at Hasbro, obviously Hasbro, who's embraced Miss Monopoly, was not going to go in this direction. But we over at Hasbro think that." We want to stand by firm gender values in our company. And we believe that there can only be a Mr. and a Mrs. Potato Head. And there are only two genders. The right would have been like, I'm going to buy a thousand Mr. Potato Heads, right? And then the left would have been like, and then it would have, would have created the controversy. Like you said before, there would have been in the news. And the actual bottom line would have, they would have been the product of the right, right? 
A hundred percent. Like we should, we should call this um, the cancel bump. It's kind of like the Colbert bump, right? It's like, if something gets canceled, Colbert like bump. so, I was watching that Glenn Beck clip, and uh, and he's like, "Go out there and buy your potato heads today. Buy your Dr. Seuss books today, because you don't know when you're going to be able to get them next." And it's like, "Hey guys, go buy your toilet paper today. I <laughs> don't rush to the store to buy." Could you imagine? There is a percentage of people that ran out today and was like, I got to get the Seuss books to stick it to the man. Yeah. Like, that's a person who uh, is being manipulated, and I, I, I wish them help. It's like smashing your Brita. It's like smashing your Brita. It's like, buddy, you were manipulated. You, you're you're still working for somebody, just not – the. Uh, you're just working for someone else. Right, right. I, I, I do see that. I think there's some level of ways, you using your money to support the cause. It, but it's so ridiculous to like to 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 run out and buy six Dr. Seuss books to for for, for who for who you know what else is funny about this the potato head of all like they couldn't have picked a better thing to degender like you could have done this with so many other things there wouldn't have been a Mr. Or Mrs. there would have been whatever the Mr. Potato Head character if, if you remember you stick the pieces in wherever you want so like you make your own thing right you could put yeah the it's eyes make your own and, potato it's myop of course you put the eyes in the mouth hole like. It's the most gender facial fluid thing in in the history of it, toys. It, it is the most <laughs> facial fluid toy that we've ever had. I'll be honest with you. Some of my potatoes had legs for arms, okay? And I know that the that the radical right doesn't want to hear that, okay? Because arms are arms and legs are legs. But Bro, sometimes ta- you and Anne Hathaway, <laughs> man, over limb difference, uh, the limb difference community is not going to be happy with that. Some, sometimes I had arms as legs, and the right would have hated that. Right but that was it. that was the benefits of this progressive potato toy that it I love so much. It's, it's very true. No, it's a they phenomenal point. They couldn't have picked a better toy for for this for this to happen to. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> let's so, do Doctor Seuss. So Doctor Seuss, uh, Mister Mister Seussical the musical. He basically people are looking back at his books and they're saying there's some problematic things in it. Uh, we're not going to distribute these to children anymore. Again, the same exact reaction. You're a hero. This is fascism. Hit with it. Again, again, it's like when we're dealing with cancel culture, it feels as though a lot of times people are missing the point and this falls into the censorship category or the book banning category and not writing past wrongs because when I think about Dr. Oh. Seuss. Oh, you you put this in the, the book banning category? Yeah, and I'll tell you why. So, oh, you don't agree. Okay, go on. Because uh, – when you really think about what the whole purpose is of highlighting that Dr. Seuss depicted uh, racist imagery in his books or, uh, by the way, which for the most part wasn't even so racist. Like when you depict a Chinese person who looks Chinese, that's not racist. That's literally what you said on the last episode. That's just the thing being itself is the racist thing now. They like in one of his books, it's a it's it's a Chinese looking character wearing a Chinese looking hat using chopsticks. That's literally what their culture does. But there's I I do agree that there are characteristics of races that are part of them. But there's also caricatures. And that's where it gets racial when it's a caricature, not a character. So it's an illustration and it's an, an, an illustrative book and he depicted a Chinese person. It's a, depicting Chinese people but, doing Chinese things but, is but, not, but, not racist. But when there's a quality that we accentuate on purpose, like a like a uh, – what are those people who make uh, the art on the street to make fun of you? What are they called? Carac- the caricatures. Oh, car- caricature artists. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, when, like if you're a Jew and they purposely make your nose like even bigger – that they're they're purposely pointing out the thing that is about the race to so like with this character for the asian it was like it was like the the big the front teeth thing and the eyes it was like it was very clearly reached the territory of caricature that is no longer okay i didn't see the big teeth i feel like i've seen this picture before i think the big teeth is in nathan for you but i haven't seen the the big teeth and that was that was satire what you they were making fun of it they were like being well, offensive yeah. on purpose. Right, right, right. But I so I'm saying in this Dr. Seuss, like I didn't see anything that was actually offensive. But uh back to back <laughs> to 
this this core point about the difference between censorship and writing past wrongs it's like dr seuss on so many levels across so many books wrote stories that were fun for kids that had deep impactful meanings to to improve your life uh when you think about the lorax dealing with or, climate or change go. when you think sneeches dealing with uh prejudice and, and that was like based off of anti-semitism and and to not discriminate people in my mind let's not ban the books or stop printing the books of the guy who's teaching kids the most important message that they could be taught some of the criticism was like well you know most of the characters were white so that enables white no. supremacy it's like well, go fuck yeah. yourself let's let's said print- that I, I'll, I'll find the take. I, I think I sent it to you. The Lorax is the characters that I remember. That's not a white. There's no white characters. Well, like. he was. So a lot of the takes were were uh, Dr. Seuss is racist because most of his characters were white. And so that's a ridiculous take. Let's not ban the Dr. Seuss books. If you want to if you want to take out. Look, I will compromise right here. If you want to take out the Asian character and just print the book with a different character in it. Sure. I don't think it actually matters because I don't think there's anything racist about depicting Asian people looking Asian the same way. I don't think there's a a, a problem with depicting anybody looking like their uh, stereotypical being. For instance, I think there's nothing wrong when you do a French impersonation, but for some reason there's something wrong about doing an Asian impersonation. Why is that? Maybe because we think it's funnier when Asian people talk in an English accent. And it's like we find it sexy when a French person talks in 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 an English accent. But yet one is like acceptable to do in public or on a podcast. And the other one's like, whoa, slow down, man. Watch yourself there. That's not, and the reason is, exactly. It's not not quite an even playing field. It's not fair. I agree with you. We've talked about the Italian and Irish Irish, uh, you know, you anybody's allowed to do me lucky charms, like anyone's allowed to do that. But it's like, I, I'm totally with you there. But I do think that this, when you're depicting it, illustration, and you're making it a caricature, I think that's where you're, you're it, it, it has that feeling of people doing uh, like blackface characters, like when you're taking something and you're making it into a caricature, it's, it's just to poke fun at those qualities. But so but if that's we not what. That, but that's not what he was doing, though, right? Like it wasn't poking fun at anything. It was. It was an illustration in a book. Like if you were saying it was that an illustration, he was making, like that, you're missing the point. He wasn't. No, no, he no, no, wasn't no, no, making no. fun of Asian people. I agree. I agree. But in, in in my position in writing these wrongs, if that's how we used to depict people, and we thought like that was okay when these were made, and we no longer think that, I'm okay with 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 stopping the distribution. Where I split the difference here is no one's canceling Dr. Seuss. Oh, the places you'll go, green eggs and ham. Are fine but if there's ones that are now seen as problematic i don't consider book burning to say like these don't have to be distributed to children like if we're no longer comfortable with these illustrations like i check think there's phone. a little difference check your phone i sent you the picture what do you think of that that's okay so that's not the one i saw i saw one where and i'm forgetting which book it's from there's a bunch of uh asian depicted people online there, there's like a horde of them and they're all they're all like uh the eyes are very uh slanty and like i i believe like the teeth and etc it's like it's like way more caricature than this this one just looks like a regular face so i don't i don't think this one's particularly right and like they canceled this book and that's 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 just the one that i'm talking about so at the same <laughs> time it's like what are we talking about here yes i i i understand what you're saying but but uh he, he, can i can i put the blame a little bit on two different people because i think sure the reason why this is even a problem uh comes down to two different people and you might disagree with this one there's uh there's the ben shapiro's of the world where now because he literally makes his dollars championing the canceled and in the case of gina serrano i fucking agree with him i'm on your side i think her cancel was bullshit so champion her but since that strategy works the second something's canceled they are out here no matter what, without even, they don't even look like they're really like looking into the issue. Him, Ted Cruz, Donald Trump Jr. They just start buying the shit and seeing like, they're stopping us from reading Right, right. Seuss. I, I feel that. And there's like no nuance to it. And so they exasperate these by saying like, look what they're doing. They're taking these things from you. And the media, what I would ask the media is, can we come up with a new word? I would like to take the cancel back. Cancel should now only be used in certain scenarios. This should be a different word for what happened here. This is like right, a, right. because 
when they say Dr. Seuss books canceled, it riles up the Ben Shapiros. Right. And in reality, the way I saw this was um, just like where if an old book or you don't call people like gay, like the word gay isn't used as like like it used to be used in the 2000s when people were just like calling each other gay all the time like we just grew up and we're like we're not that's not really we shouldn't be doing that that's not acceptable that's how i viewed this i was like that probably when it came out was how people would draw it and people were okay with it they didn't find a problem with it we've grown up kids don't we don't need to give it to the kids like there's other things that that one's okay just to leave we can we can grow out of that one you know uh yeah i I just disagree it's like why don't you just keep giving the book to kids because the message of the book has always great meanings to it. Like, what do we, that's that you're missing the point. It's like, just because the book had an, uh, an illustration that was edgy, doesn't take away from the messages of the book, which were always like very positive messages, which taught great lessons. Being a kid and being read Dodger Seuss is like the greatest thing for you. I, I understand what you're saying, but I'm almost separating. You know what I'm almost willing to do? I actually got to think this out as I'm saying it. I don't, know if it's on record what dr seuss's character is him, him personally like he's known as a good guy or a bad guy like I, like i don't know if he's like walt disney where he created a wonderful world but has a racist past like I, I don't know that if they were to go back in his history and say like he actually was this i would do that thing with like the monuments what i would say like people in the past had skeletons and we've grown as a society like let's not cancel a person for these old skeletons that used to be acceptable but when there's like an art depiction i think that's different because i don't think that's canceling the man i I think it's taking out a piece that we no longer need in our our history we just don't need that piece anymore the we're not taking him out he's not canceled but this piece of it all right so is the compromise we can continue to print the books just change the images if yes and if there's no reference sure like word wise yeah i don't because the, the illustration didn't call them fucking bro <laughs> like, like Dog, now, now, we, now, we can't, now you can't get on snl dude like you can't like it wasn't like and then we made our sausage links with a bunch of fucking that wasn't the dr seuss run <laughs> dude i can't can't have that can't have that oh i'm saying that's not what he said i know but shane Gil- what he i was watching shane gillis talk about uh him using that word and apparently when he said it, he was doing an impression of someone from the 40s saying, ah, let the live there. And it didn't matter. Like, they were just like, yeah, but you used the word. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, we're not vying for SNL. I think we'll be all right. Maybe it'll come back to hurt us. One of us isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you're watching this in 2024, I just want to know I'm not okay I'm with not using that word. I'm not part of this, bro. That's, I think I'm that's not okay with using that word. Two weeks in a row. Uh, What's, what happened last week? I don't know. You said, like, just just want to make a mention that I'm not part of this right now. I forgot what it was in reference to. We, we, it's so funny because we're in the middle of this, like, nuanced debate and then just like, God damn it. Now we now we have the C word in there. Uh yeah, I mean like in conclusion, I think that we can continue to print the books and it's and and the whole idea of just getting rid of books I think is the thing that I find most problematic because the truth is is that maybe maybe the middle ground is if you don't like the way things are printed, sure, like let's let's talk about that and then stop the printing of them. But that's the real conversation to be had that no one else is really having is whether the images it's are are uh okay or not okay because right now in culture uh you said it last week, it's like just the thing it's self is now racist so that's the nuanced conversation that we probably should have we don't have to have now but that's the deeper conversation not the dr seuss is canceled we need to defend him we need to support him you know what i'm saying yeah yeah it's just become this extreme thing where you make money uh by saying look what they've taken from us look what they've taken from us it's like so when when i think about this whole dr seuss thing the most frustrating argument that comes out of this is all the people who do the why do you even care so much argument the articles that get written uh and the takes online of the republicans are talking about mr potato head and dr seuss right now why do you guys even care so much and they do that about everything right it's like someone will be you know when it comes to the trans issue blah 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 and they go why do you even care so much that is the worst lowest iq most dim would it take in the entire world and it is bananas to me that real media organizations green light those pieces it is the equivalent of having a friend who can't hold a political conversation or a legitimate 
debate and they just instead of coming back with an argument about the topic at hand oh i think that when it uh when we're dealing with trans people i support the right to exist but it's about the that we're doing away with biological differences and we have to defend the truth and then the person goes why do you why do you care so much doug you're not smart enough for this conversation so why don't you just go to the to the kids table right now those people are now getting full-time writing gigs on, on all these publications to write that take. And I'm sitting here just like, that's the low IQ take. Those are for the morons. Why are yeah. you printing that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you care so much is, 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 a, is a really good propaganda thing because when you say, why do you care so much, you're, you're allowing the people who are currently running the show free access to, to continue. It's like a it's like a blocker. It's like you know, don't look over here. What do you what do you, what do you care? This isn't your business. And when you do that, you've left the people who are doing this continue to do what they're doing. What do you mean? The the, the why do you care so much? It, I believe they like they work for the agenda. They they're like they working work for, for the ag- agenda. I don't think they work. I think they're they're they, the agenda they shut is, down conversation. The agenda is wokeness, and they work they work for it. They're 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 the front line. So when you come in with your take, they're like, why do you care so much? Don't right. Well, yeah, but and and why are you being so nosy? Why are you being so? Get the hell out of here! Right. They shut down debate. They shut down conversation. Yeah. yeah they're working. Brutal. They work for the agenda, like because 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 they don't think they do. They they don't think they do. But the agenda gets to keep going when uh people don't question things. Right. It's 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 problematic for debate and for progress, and and you see it all the time. But that was that was the most common take in the news right now. It was Republicans are only ta- are, are so angry about Mr. Potato Head. Bro, you're the one who's being crazy by making this a thing by by degenderizing a potato. I'm the one. I'm the one who's commenting on the thing that happened. Do you have a disagreement with my argument, or are you just gonna say Republicans care so much? Republicans are so angry. It's a nonsensical take. It, yes. it, it's what Scott Adams says. Scott Adams go. Whenever you're in a political debate, when you're in an argument, when you're in, in a discussion around uh, even any kind of idea, and someone shifts from debate debating the facts, debating the argument towards the way you're talking about it, your demeanor, your behavior, then you've won the argument. Because yeah. if they had facts and if they had a coherent, substantive argument, they would have led with it, <laughs> you know, or at least mentioned it. Yeah, no, it's I, I'm, I think we're completely on the same page here, so we don't have to even beat this up. I, I, I think it's never about the potato. It's never about the book. It's never about Harry Potter. It's never about whatever. It's just saying, what's the reason why this thing is happening? And if it comes down to a free speech thing or a social movement thing, and that actually could be morally reprehensible, even while canceling a potato isn't morally reprehensible, what could that what could that inspire in the future? That's all this is about. Mm-hmm. All right. Good, good, good shit. Good shit. Do you want to do the stage or? Yeah, dog. I, I mean, I'll be honest. I want to, I want to hear you talk about the stage, but this is how I can sew up the stage. Uh, ugh, the CPAC stage uh, looked like a uh, Nazi insignia. Is that the best way to, to sum this up? So apparently. So my, my quick five second summation of this is this is, this is the most outrageous thing to believe since the postmaster general because yeah no 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 because because when we were making fun of the postmaster general and we were just cracking up because we're like to believe this is happening you have to believe that the postmaster general is going around in the middle of the night like like uh evil santa claus and he's around come on boys get another one we can get 30 in tonight and he's rounding up the the fucking uh what are they called mailboxes and putting them in his truck and laughing while he does it that's what you would have to believe as human this is the same thing it's like to believe they did this would believe that the design company sat in their boardroom and went, you know what we can make it look like? And we could put that on national TV. You have to admit that you believe that's what happened. And some people will say, yeah, open your eyes. That is what's happening. White supremacy is everywhere. And that's where it's like, well, this conversation breaks down because you're not being reasonable. Yeah, I completely agree. That's That is the entire take. And my only add-on to that is... If you are a major news network, I have so much problem with the media. It is crazy. It is wild to think that you and I are doing the same due diligence as these (laughs) multi-billion dollar media companies. If you are CNN and you are MSNBC, NBC, you are all these different, different major networks, get one person, go find out who built the stage or who designed the stage and interview him. Talk to him. 
and go, hey, where did you get the idea from the stage? You can probably in 10 seconds figure out if that guy came up with Nazi propaganda and, and wanted the stage to look like a Nazi symbol. When I went over to the designer's house, he was shaving his head like a buzz cut. That's when I thought maybe there was Nazi. Like, like this is some regular guy. It's not a fucking skinhead. Like, <laughs> some regular designer. Bro, get the name of that guy. I'm against the going through the past tweets, but I'm sure, I'm sure that the guy who built the Nazi stage has maybe one thing in his past oh, he that would up. probably <laughs> that would probably be a hat tip of, yeah, he, 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 you was, don't, he was due to build a, a stage like a Nazi symbol. Let me give you guys some hints. You don't start with Nazi stage. You start Thank with Nazi. You. you start with Nazi tweets. You start, you know, you start with Nazi flyers, you know, Nazi meetings in the town before you get to Nazi stage. So you're right. One quick Google search uh, has, ha, has, has ever, the answer. It has the answer, right? Who's this Kevin Durant this guy's tweeting about? All the time, must be like it would be pretty quick to know if this guy was. was... Thank you, thank you. It would be so quick to know, and it just takes one interview or just a little bit of looking into. And none of these places did it, and I, I, I just can't help but think. Do you know what's easier than interviewing though? What a waste of. Instead of Go. asking, you know what the better methodology is uh, for clicks. If you have a question that you can ask a guy in ten seconds, instead of asking that guy in ten seconds. Ask the entire nation, because what's better than one quick answer, but a million answers? Is this a Nazi stage? Then you'll get your answer. It's actually a way better way, in my opinion, to get the answer than just asking that guy, because then you can kind of crowdsource, you know? It, yeah, it's, that's what they do. They put the question they should ask the guy as the headline. That's exactly what they do. Uh, bro, side side tension real quick. There was a person, I don't know if you, you know what Substack is, but Substack has been very popular lately. Um, because is it like uh, what's it like? Uh, it's an independent a... journal platform. It's it's pretty much the medium that it's medium. It's the medium that a lot of <laughs> journalists are now using to publish content because they've like Barry Weiss left the New York Times, Andrew Sullivan left the New Yorker, or whatever, and a lot of the, Glenn Greenwald left the Intercept, and now a lot of these people are now publishing information and their own pieces through a medium called Substack. Someone then took to Twitter and wrote, Substack is, is the enemy, Substack is the problem, stop going on to Substack. And the reason was because Substack has no journalistic integrity. They said, when you work for a big corporation, you can't just publish anything. There's a system of checks and balances that you have to go through to get information out there. And now if everybody just adopts Substack as their means of communicating, we just have a bunch of opinion pieces being put out as though they're fact. And it's like, lady, where the fuck have you been over the past five years? There are no journalistic standards anymore, which is why Substack is even existing and gaining momentum. Because if the New York Times and CNN actually had a system of balances that that for reporting things fairly, we wouldn't have had people leave all these all these major networks to go publish pieces on their own. I get the point, but you're not living in reality. Anyway. Yes, yes. Yes. So journalistic standards. Yeah. So when it comes time to should they have asked the fucking question to the one person who built the stage or or crowdsourced it to well, all that of guy America? Might be, that guy might be a CNN reader. He might see the question on the, on the headline. <laughs> <laughs> he might he might send in a reader response. You don't know. They're just trying to get to him. So fucking stupid, dog. Do you want to play? Should we should we try our Trump impressions? Uh, can I can I give you just two? We'll, we'll wrap it up here. But I, I just the last two. Because two, I, there, there were two more topics that just were on the same the same note as oh. all these stupid fucking things. Uh, the Amazon, the Amazon package, bro. The Amazon package logo that looked like a Hitler. Are we serious? Oh. Are we are we kidding me, Amazon? First of all, anybody who wants to point that out, some loser in a basement who goes, hey, that package looks like Hitler. And then Amazon, you go, ha ha ha. And then you move on. Which person at Amazon goes, fuck, fuck. We gotta change our fucking dude. logo now. I can't believe it literally looks like Hitler. Dude, it, no, I, yes, I saw that too. And I, I this is Amazon so calls Hasbro. What do you guys think about about this? Yeah, and their answer was, it's has fluid. We're not. We don't. We gotta do something about this. What is going on, guys? Yeah, this whole like. This whole, like, everything's Hitler, everything's Nazis, except for when Gina Serrano said it, is so weird. I yeah. understand that it's, like, victims versus persecutor. But, like, everything for the past four years has been 
Holocaust and then someone got canceled for it. It's, it's a little wonky. It is a little wonky. Last one <clears throat> on this on this subject goes into the whole idea of how can brands actually support a cause with integrity. Uh, Oreo tweeted, trans people exist. And I sent that to you because on the surface – like Oreo, what what are you what are you doing, dog? Like what are you doing? Getting getting those engagement. <laughs> it's Yo, like everything good, dog. Like <laughs> like you make cookies that we love. Like and you tweet such a a, a, a superficial pro trans statement. So obviously, dog, whoever tweeted that got mad like love in the office because that shit got so much engagement like that that got crazy it's engagement. just like you're so bold for saying that oreo and then obviously it wasn't woke enough for the wokest because the top comments were all just like really that's it we just exist to you we're not people we just merely exist and so Oreo's like well we didn't mean just exist we mean like we and, and then the, the right is like what are you doing Oreo? so what's the lesson here guys stop with the fucking superficial brand nonsense <laughs> like you're supporting a cause with your three word statements oh dude, my god dude i cannot get over we need cameras in every office that is doing this shit because yes think about that kid's day i'm gonna say that 28 year old's day or whatever they tweeted something half the day is just nothing but adulation it's like this shit's viral we're going everywhere and the second half of the day is oh fuck they're mad and they have to respond say no say we think you're people okay but what about if they say oh, say you're they're people who, who are uh more uh, than people you're 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 special people we're special now <laughs> like where does it end it's never good enough i want to superpowers throw, i want to throw i want to throw a curveball at you because i saw the trans people exist statement by oreo so in my very cynical nature i was praying to fucking god that Oreo not only did nothing for the trans community, but had like warrants out for their arrest because of like statements and situations where they've been anti-LGBT. I wanted the receipts. I wanted to prove in my mind that Oreo was just <coughs> tweeting things to prove to the people that they support the shit while they were one of the biggest, uh, with the proponent against it. What do you call that? Like, like, uh, Con component. She's one of one of whatever the, the opposite of a proponent is. Right. So I went and I went to do a little research and I I I went into a rabbit hole like uh, uh, Oreo's parent company, their parent company, who started this shit. I went I went deep to try to find more information of what the situation is behind the black and white cookie snacks, and I found out that Oreo actually does a lot for the LGBT community, and so. <laughs> I so it raised the question in my mind. Well, hold on, hold on a second. Oreo actually puts a, a percentage of its profits towards making a difference in the LGBT community. So wait okay. a minute. So wait a minute. Are they allowed to tweet shit like trans people exist because they're a company that's actually dedicated and put their money where their mouth is towards helping out the LGBT community? raise some legitimate questions granted there actually is some allegations against the parent company when it deals with human trafficking that's another story but i'm going to ignore that for a second i want to deal Got with it. solely lgbt human tra what's human trafficking when there's trans people okay so, <laughs> so it, it does raise the question though and this was my core question in the beginning because i want to ask and i want to pose this can a brand participate in social issues y yeah the problem is they're now expected to, and a lot of them are doing it falsely. Right. That's how it feels. So there's a there's a right and a wrong way to do it, wouldn't and you say? There's this tricky part where ugh, no matter what, even when they're giving a piece to somebody, I guess I'm still a little cynical. Like, well, they wouldn't give this piece of profit away if they didn't think it was going to double their profit right like you're helping the lgbt community which is not great the, not the Uyghur uh, muslims and so it's but it's, i'm saying that <laughs> that's like a it's a double positive it's like okay i don't care if you help them but it helps you fuck yeah everyone wins i don't care but i can point out the cynicism of like you wouldn't do it if it didn't also help your profit right right so it, that that raises the question again it's is tricky. it okay or is it because as long as they're helping at the end of the day? Yeah, I don't care. 
Like, wouldn't it be nice if they helped the trans community and they just didn't fucking say anything about it so we didn't have to put on a show for us? It's tricky, though, because (laughs) they're doing it, so they deserve credit for it. I know we love when people give to charity and don't say anything like that on a human level, but I don't know if that's I don't know if that's too much to ask if we're like, hey, because then they'll get we'll get accused of it. They'll be like, why don't you ever do anything for the community? And they'll have to be like, we do. We just don't tweet about it. It's tricky. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I feel that. I think I'm in agreement with you about that. There, there at least needs to be the conversation about we we need to get the integrity back into the things that we do, especially when it comes to our businesses and companies, our politicians, our well, there's own been lives. Zero, there's been zero Women's Month, History Month logos. Right. Uh, <laughs> bro, are we, had, <laughs> and are we about to see an influx of pink logos or is that out No, right I'm now? saying I don't think they're happening because – I. I don't know. We just don't. I, I haven't seen it, and I'm saying they're not, like, they're not on the totem pole right now in in the the spot that they used to be. Yeah, they just like people are like women schmimmin. Like we just, I don't know. It's just funny. It, it's a funny thing where it's like we've picked causes that are worth changing the logo for. Right, right. That's where I mean, women were the the cause of three years ago in 2017. Women were the cause, but women are no longer the cause. It's it's they, they've been pushed to the back of the line. Uh, back of the line, white men. We got the fucking back of the line badge. Dude, gonna, and by the way, we're, we're gonna wear that. <laughs> where else would you want to be? I, I I would never sit in the front of the bus. Back of the bus, where the cool kids are. Always where the cool kids were. It's so true. You want to get uh, you want to get on that school bus and you want to you want to you want to mess around with your friends in the back. Nerds, nerds are in the front. So when people ask the question, though, it's like, does any of this actually matter? My answer is truly yes, because the more that these it it, from from the brands doing all these uh, showy and superficial uh, statements and social media campaigns to the canceling of people for saying things that we don't agree with, it just comes down to the idea that we need to find a way to work integrity back into our system and all the things that we do to prevent that is not moving this country and the society in a direction that I would want to support. So that's why I think it's important. What I'll, what I'll jump on that is, uh, is, is it important that the potato is a man? No. Is it important we discuss it? Or some of these topics, of course, because otherwise we're just passive in our, our culture. And that's just like right, right. ridiculous. I, I feel that. Because like when we debate these, we got on and like we agreed mostly, but there were some parts we didn't agree. And that debate is so crucial to like coming to the middle ground of what is what is right. It's like when we decide as a society, this is no longer good, this is good. We need those debates to get there. Right. We have to refine our own points of view and ask ourselves the hard questions to figure out what it is we care about and why we care about, which is why I am fundamental to being an opponent. That's, I think, the word proponent, opponent. We're idiots. Um, (laughs) Being an opponent to anything. Yeah. (laughs) Being an opponent to anything or anyone that's trying to shut down the conversation. That's where my my firm stance is. And that's why I think we talk about cancel culture a lot on the show, because what cancel culture does is it shuts down conversation. Yep. Let's uh, let's play a game. Okay. You want to set this one up? I mean, not you. Yeah, (laughs) sure. It's just basically like, you know, Mr. Mr. Trump's former president, but now just Mr. Uh, he, he, uh, he did his little speech at, uh, at CPAC or whatever on the, on the Nazi stage. No, I don't know what stage it was on, but he gave a speech and we're basically just playing this game of, I didn't hear the full thing, but I'm pretty sure he said this. Yeah. It's overheard at Trump's speech. We didn't watch, but we're, we're positive that these statements were said, uh, caveats. I can't do a Trump impression, so I can't <laughs> even try. So, uh, I'd like you to go first cause I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to do the impression either. I can't do it. All right, go first. Well, I have some long ones. And I have some really short ones, just like real, like one liners. All right, go. <laughs> I didn't watch, but I'm almost positive. That at one point he called Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pislosi. Just the last second jab. Just he just just that's what he said. 
<laughs> he just called her Nancy Pitslosi. Like his, uh, his, uh, he, he's still slinging the the insults and the the epithets, but he's he's gotten a lot worse since he <laughs> left office. He's like, I'm Nancy uh, Pitslosi over there. <laughs> you got him, Trump. <laughs> Bro, he he still has so much support. It's crazy. Anyway, uh, Oprah heard a Trump speech. Yeah, I don't I don't know for a fact that he said this, <laughs> but I'm 99 sure he said Mitt Romney. You see Mitt. I called up Mitt the other day and I said, Mitt, you're going to storm the Capitol with us next Tuesday? And he goes, I can't. I have to go see my doctor. Guy brings a doctor's note to a Capitol storming meeting. Fucking <laughs> 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 Mitt. Um, <laughs> I didn't I didn't watch, but I'm but I'm pretty sure during Trump's speech, uh, he wouldn't admit that he's running in 2024. But at one point in the speech, he did randomly mention you guys, you guys remember that TV show uh, with Jack Bauer? What what was it called? Twenty? No, 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 no. Twenty four. <laughs> the crowd went nuts. It's unclear if they like that show or they got what he was saying, but he did. Hint. <laughs> it's he true. Did hint. I mean, I don't know for a fact, but I'm pretty confident that that, that <laughs> happens. Uh, Trump definitely spoke about Fauci at some point. He goes, and now you got Fauci. Fauci saying we're going to be wearing masks since the 2022. The only thing I'm going to be wearing in 2022, these fresh alligator skin ties. Am I right? That's animal cruelty and anti-COVID in one <laughs> bit. <laughs> I don't know. Does he have new ties on? Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm just, I just imagine Trump got up there and he was just roasting everybody. That's been a, the blast from the past. And now he's just doing, got him, sling it. <laughs> yeah, there's, it, it's, it's a tr- Trump unchained. <laughs> yeah, it is Trump unchained. At one point he was scanning the crowd. I actually, well, I didn't watch, but I'm almost positive this happened. Uh, at one point he was scanning the crowd. He said, has anyone seen Melania? Then he pointed to a random woman in the crowd and said, there she is. <laughs> <laughs> that woman then went on Twitter and tweeted, I am not Melania Trump. <laughs> this tweet this tweet went viral and then a burner account that people are most positive is Trump's wrote, "Yes, yeah, she's way prettier." <laughs> <laughs> So that's that's, that's, that's such a thing that would happen, and then that woman makes the handle. I am not Melania Trump, and she's she's viral, not Melania days, Trump. And in the days where he would be on Twitter, even though he's the one who made the mistake, he would still have that last like, yeah, but you're yeah, of course you're not because she's prettier. Hundred <laughs> uh, percent. Last one I got is. You know, they're saying men are women now and women are men crazy, right? Imagine living 40 years as a man and then all of a sudden you're walking around being like, hey, I'm a woman. What a weird stage of life. Speaking of weird stages, y'all like those Nazi symbols, eh? You're making him like, like you're making him like, 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 like he's all, he never was so explicit with his... <laughs> Bro, he's come back. He's come back, and he's he's better than ever. I don't know for a fact because I didn't watch, but I'm sure that he was just juiced to get talking again. Bro, this well, guy left. He left. We have not heard from him. Do you realize how crazy that is? And you forget that all we ever spoke about was just what he was tweeting every single day. Yes, it's silence from him, and the fact that he even delivered a speech, I think, is pretty crazy. And I think the stats and the polling show that he's got an insane amount of support right now. Yes. What is yeah. good with that? Well, based on the support, I mean, I didn't watch, but I'm pretty sure he said, uh, "You know, I've been outside more than Sleepy Joe, so technically, I'm still president." So he, he said that at one point because just he thinks that he's been outside more than Sleepy Joe. He did have one final comment. I don't know if you saw this. I didn't see it because I didn't watch. But I'm pretty sure he also pointed towards Mexico, wrote, tear down that wall. My wall. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want anyone. He doesn't want Joe to have the wall because it's his. Yeah, he wants, he wants Trump wall. I, Trump I, wall. I, I, that that's such a funny concept. The fact that he would probably be against. He, he would want his policies to be repealed because he doesn't want anybody else to have them. You can't find your own way to stop the, the yeah. Mexican. You know, you, I'm, <laughs> let's. Uh, you want to swing it to uh, some more juice? Yeah, I, I got a little this, more juice. Let's let's just banter about this because you were talking to me a little bit about uh, unpaid internships were in the news so, a little bit lately. Yeah. Let me tee this up. So somebody who works at ESPN or Usta kind of went. Uh, I applied, by the way. <laughs> what? I applied to her her tweet. Oh, you replied? I ap- applied. She said, I'm looking for an unpaid internship, but go on. <laughs> tee, tee it up. Sorry. I shouldn't have interrupted. Go Wait, on. Wait, now, now I'm confused because I, 
I, I thought this was a lady telling a story about how she like did a ton of unpaid internships and people were like in her comments talking about how bad that is. Oh, because where did it start? She posted that she's looking for uh, an unpaid internship. <clears throat> yes, I'm sorry. You were correct. She was looking for that. People were responding mad. And then she said, on my way up, I did tons of them. And at the same time, I worked four jobs and I did this and that and yada, yada, yada. You applied after she went viral for this? Yeah, I saw it when it went viral and I hit her up. Her her inbox was still open. She wrote something like, my, my messages are open. So I, I hit her up and I said, hey, uh, super into all this stuff. I, I'm not in college, but I'd love to uh, I'd love to apply to your internship. I think she's preoccupied now after the millions of hate and, and death threats that she's probably receiving. But so she'll she get to yours. She'll, she'll, she'll get, get to it. To it. So but, the uh, conversation sparks up, and this sparks up, you know, it's early this year. Usually it comes around summer, but the- uh, You're right, it is early this year. <laughs> we're, we're running out of material, basically, without <laughs> Trump. So we're going to do Halloween next week. All right, so basically, the conversation sparked up that was like, should, you know, should these internships ever be unpaid again? Um, I'd love to hear your take. I have my opinion on this. Uh, people were mad, though. People were mad. Uh, I, I'm usually so strongly opinionated about everything. And for some reason, I really think I could go either way on this one. I don't believe I have any strong opinion. My gut says you can't get rid of unpaid internships because then they'll just get rid of internships. And there's got to be this idea of, well, how so? are you going to, so I know I'm, I'm not very, very strong in my convictions here. There's okay. a piece of me. I'm, I'm telling you uh, up front. There's a piece of me. Audience that, warning. He's saying things he doesn't believe in. I could <laughs> be I could be swayed with good facts and information that would no. say otherwise. But this is a gut, a gut feeling. I think that they would probably get rid of a number of internships if they had to pay them all. And there does truly exist a paradox that you need experience to get a job, but you need a job to get experience. So <laughs> they solved that problem, obviously, years ago by saying, you can work for us so you can put this on your resume. We just can't pay you for this time. So I get that. And I'm like, I did, bro, I, I have, I have like, six unpaid internships under my belt there i've done a crazy amount of unpaid internships that sucks uh, sucks so i get the other side of it which is how much money is this company making how much money are you paying the people at the top you guys don't have 15 dollars an hour to spare to pay the people doing legitimate work for you seems yes. a little bogus right so here's the thing Here, here's the thing I want to tee up both sides. The The initial thing is the argument is if you make them unpaid, people who are less well off don't have the privilege of uh, doing this. I mean, I've taken unpaid internships and you like we've always do the math on it where your your train ticket to get into the city is like X number, whatever. So you end up paying. It's really like a negative yeah. internship. You, you lose money. Of course. It. Of course you lose money on these. It's it's so insane. And the, the argument is like, well, there's literally people who can't use their time like that because uh, with this whole uh, – you know, experience is valuable. Experience is worth way more. Like, that's kind of a load of shit. So I get that. And then I tried to take the other side of this lady who was saying, you know, while I was doing unpaid internships, I was hustling. I was doing X, Y, and Z. Like, and my first inclination was, that's awesome. Like, she's a hard worker. She's really here for a reason where she got in her career. But then it dawned on me, like, kind of like one of those stories where it's like, kid sells $100,000 worth of lemonade to pay for his school lunch because he didn't have food. It's like, right, maybe right. this actually isn't a good thing. Maybe Right, like what is it? What does it say more about? <laughs> yeah, the fact that you had to work these four extra jobs, like we should have just paid you for that work. So that, that's where I am. Teacher in hospital, stuff. teacher in hospital, and to teach her to, Six hey, days. like maybe, maybe, yeah, we should come up with a system that she doesn't feel like she's got to teach from the hospital. Maybe we should come up with a system to get these people some money. So also, I think there's actually, take out the fact that, yeah, you should just get paid for your work regardless. Any of these companies have they should have the $15 an hour. It should be a minimum wage thing at the at the very least. And it should be mandated so that there can't be companies that opt out of it because then we're in the same position. It has to be across the board. But if we really think about it, those unpaid internships, you don't care as much. Like when you're not getting paid, of course you try hard, but there is an aspect of you that's like, well, kind of like, fuck you guys. Like it's, it's inevitable. You feel that way no matter what. Like when you're not getting paid and you're doing the bitch work, which everyone treats you like, well, the interns can just do the shit I don't want to do. You're like, well, this, this experience is not worth it. 
but at least if I was getting paid, I could offset that feeling. I I quit I quit the the internships that were were bullshit. I at a certain point also I stuck with it for way too long. Uh, the ones that I was respected and they actually offered me because there's got to be a <clears throat> trade. That's the problem with some of these yes. internships is that what is the I got a tangent in a second. What is the trade that's being on the being put on the table right now? I will work for you for free per se, and you have to give me a valuable experience that I could then leverage and utilize for the rest of my career in this industry. Whether that's just uh, putting it on the resume, which I don't think is actually enough. Like I, in my opinion, I wanted to be taught something. Like I need someone who's going to mentor me during my say three months at this place so that I feel more confident now walking into the place that I'm going to go after this. And if you're not going to give me that and all I'm doing is sweeping things and cleaning tables, then there is no way that I could continue to stick it out here. But a a big problem. So for instance, I was in the music industry, right? I was working in the recording studios. There was one recording studio that I was working at where I was receiving zero. I was receiving, uh, zero valuable information. I was not uh, being mentored by anybody. I was not being uh, taught by anybody. And And I was doing so unpaid, paying to get into the city. And I was doing so much, by the way, to get into the city, $300 a month min. Um, And I was doing, and that's not subways, that's the train. And then the subway is another $100 a month anyway. And then I'm doing so much bitch work that I am paying to clean tables, to then be treated like shit for long ass hours, long yeah. ass hours. Yeah. There's no, there's no trade there. There's exactly. no trade there. That's And bullshit. I would say though, and I would even say though, even if it was like the most mentor heavy thing in the world and you were like, wow, not only am I learning things, but this is a guy I will use in the future, et cetera, et cetera. Even in the best case scenario, you still got to be compensated just because it's like, this, it just doesn't make sense. Like, who came up with the idea that this should be free? Well, so I worked in another place where they they treated me very nicely. Like, they were they 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 respected me. They offered me opportunities to learn. They always accounted for the fact that I was there. You know, that's a huge thing when you yes. when, when people just don't <clears throat> even acknowledge you, and you're young too. Of course, like you want to be. You think to yourself, "Well, I'm going to be the intern who stands up and says what I think and and gets myself in the room." No, you're fucking not. Like most of the time, no, you're fucking not. Like sure, you'll have your opportunities where you 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 try to ask the questions and get involved. I'm telling you, in the recording studio industry, or at least where this is, if you be like, "Hey, can I get?" shut the fuck up okay like they don't they they, there's no there's no professionalism in in the music industry it's legitimately i've been told bro i did some work in the music industry where i've overdressed for places they told me that i was so on chill that they never want to work with me again it's like you don't know what the fuck you're doing and people have no i was trying to do a live sound job and the guy said that i dressed i he he, he's just like you look like an idiot you you remember a button down (laughs) <laughs> a fucking button down. So I mean, I look like an idiot, bro. I, I've never felt so uncomfortable in my life. The amount of times that people were just like, dog, chill the fuck out. You're just over the top. And I'm like, bro, I'm just trying to like be a good employee. This this one gig thing, like they were multiple, all multiple, the you. live sound one, the fucking, um, the recording studio one. Uh, it, it's it's a tough experience. So you like think you're going to be this guy that's going to interject. So the fact that other people acknowledge, it's like, oh, we got a session coming up. Let's see what Dan's doing. Dan, you got, uh, what are you doing right now? You want to pop into the sec- session? Bro, even if it was just to sit and like watch what they were doing, yes. just the yes. fact that that guy was like, oh, let's, let's acknowledge him, made all the difference. They didn't pay yep. me for it. I paid to go into the city for that one too. Hey, but like I at least gained something during that one, you know? Yeah. No. So I, I, I've been at ones that were, that were uh, nice and like, like had like intern type programs to be like, tr- we're trying to give you something and that's, that's all good. But I still think at the end of the day, there's gotta be just like a little something cut off the top because you have to feel like you're part of it. You know, yeah, feeling like you're part of it is huge. Money should do, bro. You know what? That's the crazy thing about money is that think about how an intern would feel about getting $15 an hour to work an internship. And they're being, that's the first that they're probably getting paid uh, maybe in in their lives versus the people that are making, let's just say $80,000 a year that are complaining non-fucking-stop. Isn't that a funny juxtaposition? That well, it's just youngness. Youngness allows you to be, you know, more carefree, whatever it is. No, I'm saying that there's a, 
level of gratitude that you when you're yeah when you're younger and getting your first job especially that if you're getting paid you're grateful for the work and you uh you it is funny you're like i'm so happy to be here i'm just happy to be here i'll i'll do anything and then there's a point in your career you're like i wouldn't do any of this like people are making six figures and bitching (laughs) non-fucking-stop yeah that's a crazy one right Yeah. yeah like what are you what are you really bitching about there you you're making a trade bro if you don't like your job leave i get it 100 i support that but like the the complaint culture that exists in america that's a weird one we complain about fucking everything people are making so much goddamn money that so many other people would trade and to be in your spot so quick and people still complain knowing that it's why bro i complain too i complain so much but this idea to start looking at things with a little more gratitude really is always in the back of my mind because yep. so many people would fucking trade with you. The second you're complaining and like judging and trying to compare yourself to others, just remember that so many people would, would trade to be in your situation. That, that shit fucking hits me, you know? That's a great point. I think it's a great place to end. Yeah, bro. I forgot what I was going to say about the fucking music industry. I had so much fucking nonsense about that shit. I, I do think I, I have read the comments though. A lot of people do think you're not chill. I'm just, <laughs> you just have to like chill, bro. I I I'm sorry. Let me let me let me go on a tangent real quick about this. It's just I remember I remember being like waking up super early. They didn't. By the way, this place needed me to come in at 1 p.m. because sessions didn't start until 1 p.m. and I came in at nine. And for four wow. hours, four hours, I was there by myself with nothing to do. Why, why are you there at nine? Because they don't give a fuck. They tell you what the rules are. And then this industry was built <clears throat> with so many people who just like didn't give a fuck about anybody. The person who was the manager said, well, this is the rule. You come in at nine and there is nothing to do until one. So I and and you're the intern. So you're not going to say anything like there yeah. was just so little opportunity to 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 speak out and 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 say what I thought. Hey, like you don't think that I could just probably come in at one o'clock? I'm on a seven thirty train to get into the city. Like I could use the extra hour, considering that I'm not doing anything for four hours. They didn't give a fuck. Then like the engineers would come into the to to the studio, and I'd be like, Hey, Serge, like, is there anything that that I can get for you today? He's like, Chill the fuck out, man. Okay. Do you know how embarrassing that is? What an awful experience. Yes, yep. that's why I'm not working in the music industry anymore because <laughs> I had such a bad experience. But it's like, no, that's a that's a crazy situation. That's reasonable. I mean, <laughs> bro, here's another one. Let me. I want to throw another one out at you. Uh, so, I thought about LA, LA a lot, um, and people who live in LA, and I think that LA must be so emblematic of what I thought about that internship at the recording studio. Well, I think you're, you're a, stereotyping, but I understand what you're saying. You're saying like the there's whole there's a ton has of people. This- there's a ton. Here, let me let me finish. There's a ton of people who are doing a bunch of jobs that they fucking hate, but they get to tell their friends, "Hey, yo, guess who I saw the other day in the office?" That must be all of LA. Going out in LA must be a bunch of people talking about like who they know and 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 who they worked with and who they saw, and all those people, I bet are so miserable at their jobs. What do you think about that? I mean, not all of them, but I'm sure there's a ton of like faking it. A lot of, a lot of faking it. And that's for yourself and that's for your family and friends to be like, yeah, well, it's kind of nice. We got to, I got to see this, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like you post that, like you in the office with Ellen DeGeneres and it's like, Hey, look at like, look what I do. I, and what I have a theory. If you, this is so bad and it's not true, but if you like take a picture on their first day of work in front of like the symbol, cause the, like whatever the logo of your company is, because it's like a known company entity, you're done. Like, I think I, like you're just done because like, what do you like? I don't know. I guess people, I shouldn't hate on people being like proud, but like if you're like taking a picture in front of the Ellen logo, like you're, if I was Ellen, I'd be like, Hey, we saw the photo. Like maybe you gotta I'm, go. Maybe I'm just jealous. Like honestly, maybe I'm just jealous. No, no, Bro, no, no. Those people are those people. You're. I think we're both cynical, but I think we're not wrong. I think there's a large majority of people who take who take that Ellen photo. Then it's a year of misery. But when people say like, "Well, what do you do?" You're like, well, "I work at Ellen." Yes, yeah, so that, cool, that, bro. And that so cool a, to say that shit. And that gets a. It not, it's like saying you went to an Ivy League school. No matter who you tell, their response is gonna be like, "No oh. way, that's sick." Yeah. The one in Boston? Yeah, Harvard. Like, it's like, <laughs> like, 
it, it's like it's just it's if it's a name brand, it's a name brand. So it just no matter what, so it's like no one ever asks. Like you clean up, you take the poop out of her toilet because she doesn't like to flush it. Like yeah. that's your job. Yeah, yeah. You never get to that part. It's you just, never, you never talk <laughs> about that part, bro. Next time somebody tells you they work at Ellen, just ask. Do you take the poop out of her toilet? Do you clean those toilets? You taking that poop out? <laughs> because I know she doesn't like to flush. Bro, let me go one. I know you want to end this, but I want to go one step farther. <laughs> give, give, bro, real quick, real quickly. Bro, Clubhouse bios, just I, I, at a certain point, like th- there's like a level of cynicism of just the people that are just like, I work for, uh, th- I am, I am, uh, I make $250,000 as my account executive over at Apple or whatever. It's like- <clears throat> You're a fucking loser. Like, like I don't need to know that you're a fucking PhD, how much money you make, what your fucking job title is. But maybe that's because I don't got any of those things. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It, there, there's a weird middle ground between what we think and what those people think. Because those people to people like us are fucking losers. It's like, dude, even if you make a mil- – shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> but, but then there's the other side of it where it's like, even though that's a shut up from most people – it still works like it's still like it's like a hook where it's like people see and they're like this idiot let's check him out (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly bro i changed my bio so i i can't like i can't be that guy and i'm not even talking about like money i'm talking about like i work at this i i like uh i saw brand brand strategist that's uh i saw someone's like I like entrepreneurship and hustle. And so I saw someone's LinkedIn bio that was so over the top corny. It was like, I can't even describe it to you without not even doing it justice. But it was just about like, I thrive in high pressure situation. It's like, bro, no, you don't. Like, I don't know you, but I, I know you don't. Like, it's like, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, you're not a fucking like, uh, you like you work at a fucking in marketing or like you don't thrive in high pressure situations except when you tweeted out trans people exist and you guys have to come up with a response for <laughs> in the comments below on why people are mad. Uh, anyway, yeah. So the bio thing, it's like I, I agree. It's like it's corny as hell, but it works for some people. So it's like yeah. find your find your tribe. Like you gotta you gotta make the bio to attract the people you want to attract. I guess. Amen. All right. I think that's where we should end it. If you've made it this far to the pod, follow us on Clubhouse because we're going to be starting Mad Rooms and shit. I'm at Dan Strauss on Clubhouse. What are you? I think I'm just at Daniel Markowitz. Daniel? Yeah, I think so. Well, bro, you know what's actually kind of cool? It's it's nice to get uh, when you get your to name? something early and you get your name. So you don't Dude, have to I be was... like, I'm Dan5765. Like... <laughs> I, was actually, I was actually freaking out about that because I've never had a situation where I could get my name. Yeah. It's like, you don't get the opportunity. So I was almost like, do I do Dan Marcos? Do I do Daniel J? Like, I, same, I, bugged, same. I like bugged a little bit. Bugged. Like, and then I'm like, oh, wait, who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check us out on Clubhouse. Uh, and we'll see you all back here next week, eh?